0: Good evening, my little darklings. It's New Year's Eve, and we are about to kick off our staying at home party. Safe, sound, and scared all together. A Paranormal 60 New Year's Eve with the Paranormal 60 News Crew. That's next, right here on the Paranormal 60. I'm not
1: going to stand here
2: and listen to this. Baloney. He won't know. He doesn't stand for baloney.
3: Sounds like a
4: lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural. Perhaps. Bologna. Perhaps not.
0: Hello, friends. Happy New Year. Thank you for joining us here on the Paranormal 60. This is a special little soiree. It's a by invitation only. And luckily, I invited the world to be a part of this show with us. We've got a lot of people that checked in very early. They asked for links. And they were here, man, two, two and a half, three hours before the show began. They've been sitting in my green room, waiting. They can't wait to share their stories, their questions, their ideas, their concepts, and the paranormal. There are so many people that I actually had to call an emergency meeting to get the Paranormal 60 News crew in through the back door so they wouldn't be accosted for autographs, photographs, molested, their their shirts torn like they were Davy Jones at a monkeys concert, but they're here. Ladies and gentlemen. Chachi himself, Eric Folsom. Hey, how you doing, buddy?
5: Dave, I was actually hoping that I was going to have all those things happen to me that you prevented from happening.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, Nikki told me <laughs> PG rated. Let's get, uh, Martin Vaez, the Colonel on board with us. Hello, Colonel. Hey, how's it going, Dave? And happy oh, new year. Almost. Yes. We're closing in on it. We'll get to celebrate two new years together tonight two we'll hit the east coast one here and what about a half an hour oh yeah and then we'll be here for the center you know central time zone uh with us and and that's really all that matters right what We're about, about to the say specific time zone out west the what
5: is that it called the specific time zone? Yes, the specific, specific
0: time zone. They are not a part of tonight's shenanigans. No, they're oh. here. We're just, we would then literally have to be on until 2, 2.05 in the morning. And I don't hey, know you if do you that? guys are up for that.
5: We're, oh, I'm ready. We're there. We're there. <laughs> I'm ready. Wow. I have a oh, yeah. bottle,
0: a full bottle of uh,
6: Mavericks and um, I'm well, okay. kind of full. Well, ladies this
0: and morning. gentlemen, is Eeyore going to join? Here we are in 100 Acre Wood. You've got your leader, Christopher Robin Schrader. You've got Tigger Folsom over here. Of course, we've got Piglet, the uh, colonel himself. And the show cannot go on without our own little gloomy <laughs> gloomy <laughs> storm cloud, Eeyore himself, wow. Greg Lawson. Wow, yeah. yeah. Wow. Hey. I love
5: the shirt. Yeah, I, I thought I shirt. would...
0: Uh... You know, you So you've got kind of the piglet look tonight, the stripy yeah, shirts. Thanks. That's yeah. what I'm
5: I'm going for. At least on this show, I can actually show my personality instead of uh the persona that uh you've had me do for the year. Wow, when anyway, <laughs> <little laughs> <Would> you agreed <laughs> to join me, did
0: I ask any of you to take on a persona? A
6: persona. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so.
0: I don't honey. remember
6: that, but
0: no. persona.
5: That Was is, I the uh, only one that wore a a black uh, overcoat for the show?
0: Wow, yeah, you're, you're fancy. I went like uh, I went Tom Selleck for this thing. I went I like Magnum PU. Listen, we have a lot of people. I just want to forewarn a lot of people trying to get in, but forewarn. we are full. We have a full wow. room of people. Full. We can only accommodate ten people in the green room. We are at capacity. Uh, it is new year's Eve. This is a safe way to spend time with us. Um, if you are trying to get in and can't just hold on, when you see somebody drop off, we're going to bring them on one by one. When you see somebody drop off, try to get back in. That's the best thing I can possibly tell you. I do want to address something real quickly. We got an email regarding Uh the show last night. Uh Oh, Oh, that's good. It's going to be one of the polar (laughs) North pole and the South pole. What are we getting here? Well, Hey, Dave, Marty, Eric. And Greg, you're included. ah, I was just watching last night's Paranormal 60, and during the discussion of the Bermuda Triangle, I thought I would share my experiences. Oh, here we go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In late October 2006, I was on a cruise through the Bermuda Triangle after being told it was storm season. My inner investigator was really excited to experience this. I was in awe to watch the thunder and lightning literally every night. But on night five, we were coming back from Nassau to Miami, and while watching the nightly storm, I started noticing the static energy had increased. I have issues with static shock, so I notice when it changes. I could literally feel my hair starting to lift, so I backed away from the metal side rail. Then I noticed a blue mist appearing out over the water. I'm thinking bioluminescence or something like that, perhaps lighting up the mist, but As I was watching it, the mist seemed to turn and come straight toward the ship. I thought the ship was turning, but couldn't confirm until I got back to my room. I panicked and uploaded a video to YouTube saying where we had left, what speed the ship was going, where we were headed to, and what we could see as it was happening, just in case we disappeared, imagining all the horror movies about the triangle and even the fog. I was genuinely scared, half expecting to see spirits begin boarding the ship. It genuinely felt like there was a crowd of spirit or energies hidden within the mist. But I think that that could have also been some kind of magnetic field. I've had a similar effect inside an MRI scanner, feeling like there's spirit in there. But I stayed on deck until the blue mist literally enveloped the ship. The mist was cold, which is normal, but much more noticeable given the temperatures in the Caribbean. I went back to my room and checked the ship tracker. It showed that the ship had not turned at all and had stayed on a direct course for the last two hours. All in all, nothing actually happened, but it was really weird. Then in October of 2009, we went on the same cruise, nightly thunder and lightning again, but on day three, we saw the mist again. But this time it was green. This time I didn't panic, but again, stayed on deck to experience the static charge and the mist enveloping the ship. Anyway, both times we experienced the colored mist literally turn towards the ship and come and envelop it. It is totally weird and really scary the first time you experience it, but I still wonder why the mist is colored. Both sightings were in darkness, only lit by the ship's lights and the lightning. If it is bioluminescence, why would it show two different colors? I know it wasn't a psychic thing, as other passengers on deck saw it both times and reported seeing the same colors I could see. Both incidents still confuse me, so I thought I would share my stories. Anyway, I hope you, the guys, and all your families are well. Lots of love and a happy Hagamani to all. Am I saying that right? Hagamani? You know what? Uh, that comes from Linda Dean from Elgin Ghost Tours. Linda is the white witch that I got to hang out with on our uh, trips to Ireland this year. Oh, yeah. Scotland. Oh, very cool. Yeah, Awesome. That's a cool story. Yeah, I love yeah. the wherewithal. She sees it. She videotapes it, gets inside, puts all the tracker information in, and uploads the video to the internet. So if they vanish, somebody thought enough to put it out there. That's yeah, interesting. There you go. It's the way to yeah. do it. I don't know I if I'd think. be thinking that uh, level headed if that was going on. See, that's why yeah. like most people well, let's be honest, <laughs> I've been on a cruise ship with you. Once we get on and the drinks start pouring <laughs> level-headed leaves on the dock. <laughs> yeah, level- yeah. The dock.
5: yeah. Good yes. point. Yeah, that's now yeah. real quick, we're not going in storm season, are we? I know she mentioned there's a storm season. Uh yeah, yeah, but y'all don't have to worry about it because I think
0: it's in March. Okay, yeah. Well, will we we'll we'll be, be, be back by then? Out. Hopefully. Hey, okay. Loki Trout, thank you for the love Just and kidding. support. What a With great name, Loki. Sticker. Yeah. That is cool. Awesome name. That's her uh, That's her stage name, I should let oh, you know. Oh. Nice. Kind of like nice. the Colonel and the Paranormal Detective? Yeah, and Chachi Chachi Chachi.
5: Oh, no, that's my real name.
0: I know. Because he changed it last week in court. <laughs> that's, my, that's my sauce, persona baby. you had me act as. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Your persona is Eric Folsom, I told you. I'm <laughs> oh, oh, in mean, a bit of a stodgy banker <laughs> hey, type, <laughs> if you don't mind. Wear that's a right. blazer. <laughs> yes.
5: Hey, Robert. Hey, Blind Dog. What's up, Robert?
0: Blind Dog. There awesome. he is. I talked Robert to him today, China, man. We have a yeah. You are amazing. Your black-eyed girl song, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I don't want to I don't want to put a challenge out to you so early before we even get wow. into the new year, but how about a good dog man tune? That seems on, like man. it would be a kind oh, of yeah. a good bluesy tune as well. And then we'll we'll take you away from the bluesy songs. Maybe one good dog man tune in, in the blues style. And then after that, maybe we'll do like 80s wham pop. Do you think he can pull that off, Greg?
5: Uh, probably. I know he I, can. I we'll know We'll have I can. it done
0: by the end of the show. Probably. I was going to say,
5: could we have it for midnight? That's exactly. Great. Wow, I, that I, would be a. Yeah, I talked to him sick. this morning. I uh, we're, we're working on a little little deal, so. Well, I know, Do
0: but, but know. I was asking Blind Dog, yeah, a musician, yeah. to you know oh, create God, a song God. for me. Her. could. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, speaking of here we go, Tula. Hey! Tula hey! She has been in the back green room for going on two hours now wow yeah has been eating waiting then? a little longer do you think if we just no. put her back there no i'm kidding tula Talk
5: to greg he knows how that feels yeah welcome to the show tula thanks yeah. i
7: had to get a new laptop so i can do my taxes you know because my old laptop wasn't protected anymore so
0: i'm people i, had do to do their That's right? I
7: got on early
0: Okay, I thought maybe I changed the name from Paranormal 60 New Year's Eve to Tax Breaks with Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I didn't. All right, well, I'm glad you're um, here with New us. Happy New
7: Year.
0: Happy to New you. Year.
7: And Greg, I wanted to tell you. you that my father was a homicide detective in Washington, D.C., retired in 69 after all the riots he had. Oh, had. my God,
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: so people you know, talk about it being that's bad today.
7: Yeah, hmm. yeah, that was
0: bad, Reef. Well, what, uh, yeah. what brings you to the show tonight, Tula?
7: Well, I had I had written you my story, but I have it right in front of me. If I can tell it pretty quick.
0: Well, that's the whole point. I want you to come on and tell me, and not me, have me read it. Although, okay. I am pretty good at reading.
7: Yeah, I know that. I did say that in my email. <laughs> you have a good reading voice.
0: All right, hold on, Tula. Let me give you the stage here. Hold on. Okay. Let's I'm give it all pull to us her. over here. I'm going to throw you <laughs> over there here. There we go. You are now in charge, Tula. So let's let's hear your story of the supernatural.
7: Okay. Well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always believed in spirits and I'm very open-minded about, uh, other people's paranormal experiences as I was growing up because I had a lot of friends that had some pretty wild stories. And I went to college in a, in our old town, there were a lot of haunted houses there. So I heard a lot of stuff, but, um, me, um, I'm a first generation Greek American. I didn't go to the Greek Orthodox church. My mom wanted to Americanize us, but they did. Penny, don't bark. And uh, the the Greeks believe that when somebody passes, their spirits hang around and visits people for 40 days. Because that's that, what do they, those
0: spirits do they do it in the form of a dog barking?
7: Yeah, Penny of all things, and she's the reason why I can't go on any of your trips. Come on, no
0: oh Penny. <laughs> Bring her
5: along.
7: It's <laughs> a little cheapoo. So right. anyway, um, the spirit sticks around for 40 days and that's what jesus did Mm -hmm. so when i was a little girl um i was the youngest in the family so this all happened before i was born my mom my mom lived in washington dc with my dad and her mother passed away in denver colorado so she wasn't able to go to the funeral Mm -hmm. and one night um when they went to bed my mom was reading and my dad she thought my dad was asleep but she said she felt her mother visit And after her mother left, after her spirit left, she turned to my dad and said, my mom was just here. And he said, yes, I know. I I felt her, too. So that's sort of the thing. And then and then her father told her that one of the neighbors came to the house to tell him, did you know your wife? You know, I've seen her like walking up and down the alley that alleys behind the house. And I was just wondering if she got home okay." And he said, but well, she died a few days ago. So wow. her spirit was out and about. So that's why I've always believed because I was, I was brought up that way. So, um, so, so
0: now wait in the Greek belief. So they believe once you die, your spirit kind of stays here for about 30, 40 days, 40
7: days. And then okay. they have another service on the uh, 40th day. We had to go back to the Greek church for my pa- for each of my parents. And they had a service because that's the day they leave to go to heaven or wherever they're
0: going. Do go, they, what what is the belief system? What is the journey for forty days? What is that to do?
7: I guess so. You can just go around and visit. Very
0: cool. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that's neat. I didn't know that aspect of it. Thank you. That. Yeah, that's a great, great. Aspect.
7: So it happened. Um, mm-hmm. My husband passed away. It'll be nine years ago in a couple weeks. It was totally unexpected. Um, he. <laughs> He he had a, a terrible background, you know, abusive background when he was growing up. He joined the Navy when he was 17. This was back in 1961. And um so when he came back, you know, he had a problem with drinking and everything, gotten an AA and I met him after he'd gotten into um recovery. And so anyway, he ended up um it was three days before his 70th birthday, and he told me, you know, I never thought I'd live this long because. He, he battled with the alcoholism, you know, off and on. Penny, stop it! Let me grab her. Come
1: here. Whoa,
7: oh. <laughs> oh. whoa! She's oh. old and she's beautiful. So, um, so anyway, it was like you know, like the day before he he died. He had he had pneumonia. He had Parkinson's. He was on bipolar. Had all these medications, and he went to the doctor and he asked the doctor to give him some codeine for his cough, which his other doc, doctor normally did. Only this time, this doctor, he didn't know, gave him coding with oxycodone, time-released oxycodone in it. Oof. So he, um, and he took it before I came home from the store. I didn't look at the bottle, which I usually did, but I didn't that time. And then like at five o'clock, he said, I'm really high and I'm just so tired. And so he he went to bed early, and I checked on him at around nine o'clock, make sure he's breathing okay because of his asthma. And then I, I went to bed because I had to work the next morning. And I drove, I drove a school bus for 33 years, special ed. So I had to be at work at like six in the morning. And I got up and I got quietly got dressed because I slept in the, on the couch that night and quietly got up. I went in to let the dog in his room and tell him goodbye. and And he was gone. The, with all the medications and everything, his um, neuropsychologist said that it was you know, too much medicine. And then the time released. And because he just drank it out of the bottle, he didn't measure. He thought it was mm. the old stuff that he used to get. So she said his heart just like slowed down and went. But it, in a way, it was a blessing because I donated his brain to Johns Hopkins University Hospital. They called me while they were doing the autopsy and asked if they could borrow his brain for research because he was bipolar and had parkinson's so i said yeah well it turned out they found out he also had alzheimer's so it was it was a blessing so anyway um you know i had to call my boys they're both grown and tell them it was horrible and then um when my youngest son came over he said this They used to have a CrossFit gym and one of the girls that went there called them and she didn't know she'd only met my husband once a couple years ago when the gym first opened and she didn't know anything about him. And she said she called my son and said, "Um, you know, I don't tell people this, but I I see spirits. They come they come to me. And she said, your father came to me this morning. And he's uh, walking around with his hands on his head, shaking his head. He doesn't know what happened. Did it have something to do with one of the medicines he took? And my son goes, oh, my God, yeah. So anyway, my other son came over. And that night we called. I'm I'm calling her Linda. I don't want to use her real name. Um, Called her to see, you know, what she had to say. And she said. Um, you know, you need to talk to him. He doesn't understand what's going on. He doesn't know what happened to him. You need to talk to him, tell him you love him. You're not mad at him for taking too much and whatever. And so we started talking to him. And then um, another night, we—I think it was the next night—uh, we we called her again. And she said, well, he knows what happened now and he's really sorry. He's worried about you guys and everything. But know. so my son was talking to her and he said, you know, I don't feel him here right now. And she said, well, he's over at Randy's, my younger son, because he's having a really hard time. And then all of a sudden, we both felt him in the room. We said, oh, we think he's here. So she said, yeah, and you know, like, so you can talk to him. So I ended up leaving, going upstairs so that, um, you know, he could spend some time talking to her because it was his friend. And I went upstairs and I went in the kitchen. I got a drink. And when I was walking into the living room, I felt these hands on my shoulders from behind, which is what I would have him do when he got up to go to the bathroom and he was dizzy from his. He would fall from the Parkinson. Mm. So I felt the hands on, on my shoulders, just like he always did. And I go, oh my God, you're here. And, and right when I said that, my son Bobby comes running up the stairs and he goes, is dad up here? Because I don't feel him downstairs anymore. And then he was, uh, he didn't believe in paranormal. He used to think it was stupid that I watched ghost adventures and stuff
0: well we think it's stupid you watch ghost adventures too when there's <laughs> high quality programming and and like you guys. yeah that's much better yeah
7: so he um so like one of the nights and then this is all happening within a week after he passed away um during the night i got up to go to the bathroom and the light wouldn't go on i turned it off turned it back on it wouldn't go on. i said ray well you could with the the electricity and i tried again and it went on and i remembered from ghost adventures <laughs> that sometimes they do three things in threes. And then the next day when I talked to my boys and I told them what happened, my youngest said the same thing happened to me (laughs) when I got up to go to the bathroom, the light wouldn't come on. And I said, well, how many times did it take? And he said three. So he was, and then um, I called, of course, I was calling friends and relatives and telling everybody. And um, one of his old friends, his bicycling buddy had moved to Memphis and I was talking to his wife and she goes, oh, my God, he's so upset. He's crying. And, you know, he's really upset about Ray. And um, so when I got off the phone, I said, Ray, you got to go visit Jose. So so then we talked to, to Linda again and she said, Ray's figured out how to go visit people. He, he's discovered he can be one place and then a seconds later he can be totally somewhere else. And I remember Mark Anthony saying that, that they travel at light speed right so she said he and 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 she doesn't know anything about him she said he went west today but not as far as california and she didn't even know he was from california that's where i met him she said he went to memphis <laughs> so she went to memphis to see he went to memphis to see jose awesome yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And then um, I'll just tell you one more quick story about it, because I thought that was pretty neat. After I got his urn back, I put it on the mantle in the living room and I had a candle in it, you know, in the glass jar candle types. And I would um, light it every night. And after so many days, it had gotten down. So there was just only a little bit of wax at the bottom, you know how it does. And then it'll put put itself out. Right. And I went and it, it was still out when I went to bed. And when I woke up to go to work the next morning and I walked in looked in the living room and the candle was lit Wow! and I looked at the candle. It only had like about that much melted wax around the wick. Like if somebody had just lit it. Hmm. And then when, um, a friend of Ray's, um, who had passed away a year before his wife called to see how I was doing. And I started telling her about the story about the candle and she goes, and it was lit, wasn't it? You know, (laughs) I said, yeah. And she said the same thing happened to her, her when her husband passed away. So, um and he, you know, my, my grand, I know my grandson see him um, one time when my, um he's seven now, but when he was like three, Troy, he's, I was babysitting him and he said, oh, the little boy is here. And I go, what little boy? And he goes, the little boy over there, he's sitting in my chair. And I go, well, what's his name? He said, Ray.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
7: So, and then my, uh, my other son who has a, a two-year-old little girl. Said every time we walk up the stairs and he has family pictures on there, she always points to Ray's picture.
0: That's great. Did you still feel him coming in to visit, or did it just last a certain period of time and then stop?
7: I well, it, it, um, you know, during that 40 day period, a lot of things were going on off and on. My my oldest son kept finding dimes in places he never left them or put them, it was a dime thing, and um, but then. You know like he wasn't around for a while it seemed like i think after 40 days i i know but but he does come back and visit you know once in a while and um and and we know what he does
1: yeah.
7: he turns the lights out on me when i'm in the laundry room sometimes <laughs> <laughs>
0: So well, Tula, thank you for sharing such sweet, happy memories. And, yeah, it's uh,
7: nice. It, yeah. It's nice. It made me feel good. The the problem was when I was at somebody must have told this, the lady that drove the school bus next to me must have told her my story. And she came over and gave me a pamphlet that said, When you see spirits, they're from the devil. I was like, oh gosh.
0: Well, just tell Ray that's to go good. visit her, and blah, 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 yeah, and that'll good. be the best way to handle it. Yeah. Tula, I'm gonna go so on your
7: trip so bad, and I'm gonna be 70 next month.
0: Well, that's okay. You, you know what? It. Put uh, put old got- puppy in a in a puppy uh, hotel or something. Oh, for- she's
7: every time I go away, I left for four days, and I came back to a 900 dollars vet bill because she had oh. got sick, and she, she ever since I've been retired and I'm home a lot from COVID and everything. She's just gotten really attached to me, so I'm going to have to wait. But uh, I will I will when she's gone.
0: <laughs> that'll be fine. You know, we've got some great guests to join us. Our, our buddy okay. June, June Anderson, who's been on numerous deals. She's in her 80s and continues to come walk in with us oh, on wow. these tours. So it's well worth it. Thank you so much, Tula. Have a you happy new year. Grease. Thank,
7: <laughs> Thank you. you. Bye, nice meeting you.
0: Bye-bye. I'm not doing the grease trip. That's John Zaffis. uh, Zaffis. He's he's got a great trip coming up. Um, Thank you so much, Tula. I got to clear you out of the backstage so that the next person can come on in. For those of you that are trying to get in and keep getting denied, we've got a whole packed room of people. Just keep trying. Uh, You know, guys in Minnesota here, it's cold. Winter is upon us. You know what, though? Maybe if we think real hard, maybe if we concentrate on the word summer, things will feel better for us. Ready? Summer. 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 summer,
5: summer, there she summer. is. Oh, it oh. Hey, we got to be careful what we wish for,
0: yeah, right? right. Wait, bloody Mary. bloody Mary, Bloody actually- Mary,
4: Bloody <laughs> <laughs> no, no Mary, don't do Emma. that, please.
5: Yeah. Hey,
3: summer, welcome. it's actually uh 56 degrees here in Southern California.
4: Ah,
3: yeah. fantastic! That's
0: well, really rough. are you gonna come see me at the Fear Fair in a couple? I'm gonna of wear
3: weeks? my dave schrader's oh, look at that bracelet when wow. I get
8: that.
0: Let him
5: that's that. a real fan oh now you made, him <laughs> oh, now yeah, you made it through the system, right?
0: <laughs> well summer what uh, what have you got to share with us
3: well um i do have a question um of sort of reminded me of something i'm wondering has anybody either you guys or anybody in the chat have you ever experienced um manipulating electricity um Either intentionally or unintentionally. Um, just curious, just putting it. Now, out are there. you
0: talking spirit realm or living? Living. Yes.
3: Like you, people yes. as humans, and I 3D get in a realm. crap
0: mood if I'm like pissed off about stuff, and I'm doing this, and I'm signing that, and I'm, you know, trying to do what I got to do, and all of a sudden my computer starts glitching, or my cell phone won't work. I think we do have an impact on our electronics, which proves, right, there's got to be some kind of energetic exchange. And there are a lot of people that claim to be uh, very powerful psychics or empaths that every time they touch a computer, it freezes up, it yeah. messes up, and it might be because of, of a distortion in their energy field. It, it sounds absurd, and I've had a few people tell me that, and then I go, oh, yeah, and here, come sit at my computer because I, you know, I'm a skeptic and I'm a believer. So I always want to kind of put some of these thoughts to the test and sure as hell, they get in there. And as soon as they touch a couple of keys, the entire screen freezes. And I was watching, it wasn't like they hit like command freeze or something ridiculous. Uh, Lena says, my daughter has been experiencing it very recent too. I think it's again, that negative, you put it out and it, and it can affect the things around you. That's why people feel energy vampires. That is a real thing. I have had people come near me and as they get close, my phone starts to crackle and, and I can't hear anymore. Things are going on like that. I've, I've had, um, had uh, experiences with, uh, my ghost hunting equipment shutting down and they're whining and bitching about, Oh, it's so dark and cold in here. And why can't we go something to light? And everybody's equipment is going off, but not doing it the right way. And I think it's not necessarily the ghost, but that energy vampire human being, um, there is a, a technical term for it we call Greg. I mean, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. just <kidding. laughs> I, I was, know, just <laughs> like build that up for five minutes and then that was oh, a good build up. Yeah. yeah about was. being it up? But yeah, I, I do believe that that energy pattern can interrupt certain things and people can as well, living and dead.
5: Yeah. But if you're happy and you're moving forward and you got a good attitude like me,
0: um, I'm yeah. sorry, like who? Me. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's not uh, midnight on the east coast. Okay, it is midnight on the east yeah, coast.
5: How
1: about it is
6: one happy Hi. new year. Yay.
0: Awesome. That's fantastic. Uh so we've rung in our first New Year's Eve. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Dave. What? Summer? Uh-oh. Yes. What are you drinking?
3: Um currently Captain and Diet.
5: Nice! Oh, out right. of a what cup there. I, I like the cup. That's what made me think sweet. about. It. Yeah. 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 So very gobbledy Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. What's it say? Very nice. I the Satan, what? I love Dave uh, Schrader. Ah, that's, that's nice. Above so beautiful. below. Beautiful. Yeah. Very
3: cool. It's beautiful. Okay. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to say um in general, I'm just putting this out there mm-hmm. that I hope that parents, grandparents, families. Um, who have small children around, um, listen to them whenever they come to them and they say that they've seen something or felt something strange. Um, I just think that whenever we tell kids that it's their imagination or what are you talking about or that's the devil, that they end up mistrusting their own judgment as they get older. Just My parents didn't do that to me, but I'm just putting it out there. I've seen it happen.
0: I've done it. and I'm a paranormal guy and it's so easy to dismiss when kids start, you know, saying weird stuff or doing stuff. And you're like, come on, really? Like when my son saw his little sister's shadow running around his room, uh, he was a fan of Peter Pan. So I'm thinking he's thinking Peter Pan shadow, just silly nonsense. And, and I dismissed very easily. And then I was like, what am I thinking here? That's absolutely nuts. Hey, thank you, Loki. Happy new years to you in Philadelphia as well. She's using the super chat and super comment feature here on YouTube. I know a lot of people have asked about that, watching it on, on Twitter and watching it on Facebook. You can't do the little donations from there. You can do it on our live YouTube channel, though, if you go check out the Paranormal 60 YouTube. Uh, for those of you that are watching this after the fact, you can do a uh, super thanks as well and do the same thing. But thank you, Loki, and all the great supporters. Um, yeah, you gotta we got to pay more attention to the kids because they do have insights. Um, and sometimes we want to dismiss it as uh, imagination, right? As simply something imaginative that they're dealing with. But, you know, I, I took a lot of heat when I co-wrote my book, The Ghost Hunter's Guide to, uh, you know, Teen's Guide to Ghost Hunting and the Paranormal. People were all over me. Some are, they're like, why are you writing a book for kids and teenagers? And I'm like, when did you first have your first experience? Well, I was a kid, right? And wouldn't it have been great to have a book to kind of walk you through it, to take away the stigma and the fear and inject you with some sense of understanding and how to deal with certain things. So people backed off, but at first there was this wall of hate that came my way. And then I reminded them, Hey, a lot of the best paranormal experiences come from being around our kids. My son sitting in the back seat before he could speak, just babbling at something and giggling. And he's giggling and having a great time. And, and I look at him in the mirror, and I go, Nathan, who are you talking to? And he turns, and this kid cannot talk. All it is is babble, and he says my grandfather's nickname. Wow. And then he turns back with a big smile, and I just called out loud, Grandpa, if you're in the car, appreciate you spending some time. Don't show up in my mirror, or we're going to join you a lot quicker.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but you got to
0: give kids credit, man. They I do think that they are a good little tuning fork for that stuff.
3: But that uh, imagination sometimes turns out to be something like clairvoyance or clairsentience or something that they can actually use as a skill later on in life.
0: Agreed. And listen, I think the big problem we have as adults and the reason our brains start to go bad is we don't do enough imagination. We don't open ourselves to that (laughs) magical place. And that doesn't mean that you're hallucinating, but it keeps the creative juices flowing. It keeps you in a better energy mode. And I think people should, man, I, there's not a day I'm not driving in traffic and I get stuck at a red light and I'll flip up my Spider-Man fingers and web a streetlight and yank it down. Just, you know, that's who I am. I'm always having fun and enjoying and playing along because that's what I live for, that little burst of energy and imagination. And, you know, uh, it's, it's what keeps me, I think, uh, mentally young. Maybe my wife and kids will have a different different feel. And yeah. I think you just got dropped on your head too many times as a child, but either way, I think engaging that imagination element of you does allow you to continue to see the things and have the experiences because we're not shutting it off. We're not closing the doors and boarding it up.
3: Well, it's kind of interesting whenever your imagination comes to fruition, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in a town, I grew up in a town called Paradise in California, Northern California. and. I, uh, most of my life, my childhood, I grew up, sorry, I grew up in a cabin as a converted cabin, um, which was scary enough. We ended up, um, finding out that it was built over a well that you could not, you know, shine a light down into, and you could not see the bottom, which was scary enough. Um, there are bats in the walls. Um, it's just this old kind of creepy thing. So that was weird enough growing up in a place like that. But I had, um, a friend, a really good friend from preschool until about fifth grade, whenever I moved. And she was kind of a free range kid, even for the 80s. I think she, um, her mother wasn't married or anything like that. And she kind of got into um, smoking at a really young age, I want to say like nine or 10, um, listened to heavy metal and did kind of all the stuff that the PMRC sort of like hated at the time, you know, right? Um,
5: I like that reference Summer. The PMRC. How many people know about the PMRC? <laughs> Tipper Gore. Not, right? not me. What
0: is the PR, PMRZ?
5: Seriously? Dave, you know a ton about music. You don't know about the PMRC?
3: They're the no. ones who put the sensors on all of our records back then. Oh, I thought that
5: the Parents that... Music Resource Center, I think it was what it
3: was called. Everything was, was the devil. Everything yeah, it was, was led by Tipper Gore.
5: She didn't yeah. want, she wanted sensors on the front of albums. Sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dave, we'll have to talk about that later. It's a whole different show.
6: That sounds wow. boring. Wow. Oh no, it's it not. is a whole different show. Yeah.
5: D. Snyder from Twisted Sister. If you guys remember this, yes, yeah, yeah. someone shaking her head. Yeah. He actually, uh, what's the word? Uh, Testified in front Testified. of Congress. Thank yeah. you. Testified yeah. in front of Congress. It's a That's great, right. great video. Look it up on YouTube. Well,
0: YouTube. I know all about that era, and I remember them fighting it. I just didn't know it was the PMRZ. C. C- That's C- what I said. D- C. D- 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 yeah. Yeah, drink, drink. come on oh god summer back to your story so, thank you so, anyway i'm her listening hey, her name hey, is real Valerie. quick this is what made Sorry? me say z jamie c49 said what is the p-m-r-z lol oh, quit Same blaming it
5: on jamie come on, on it's not your new, fault
0: it's jamie. a new yeah, year it's, jamie it's, it's a new year fault. greg can you stop talking so summer can continue for god's sake stop it you
3: know it may not even be that interesting of a story so we'll be the um, judge of that. So she decided that she was going to move her bed, her perfectly fine, what I thought was a perfectly fine bedroom. I used to stay the night all the time up to the attic. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure it was facing east because it didn't seem like there was any sunshine in there at all ever It's either dark or really, really dark. Um, So she's got this stuff going on with the smoking and the crazy music and the, all this kind of rebellious stuff around the age of 10. um, One night I, went over and i stayed the night and she pulled out a ouija board and i had never seen one but i kind of heard about them and i knew they were probably something scary and she told me that she had been on her own talking to a teenage boy Mm. through the ouija board and she says well let's let's do it and i'm like i'm just kind of shy and i just kind of went along with everything so we did it and I don't remember his neighbor or anything, but what I do remember is Valerie taking out a cigarette and lighting it and putting the butt of it on the Ouija board. And it looked like whoever this was, was smoking it through the Ouija board because the tip of it lit up and smoke came out the bottom. And I pretty much never slept again as a child. Wow. She
5: was ten, wait a minute, she Ever. was 10 years old, Summer?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's a small oh. town. There's nothing to do. Oh.
5: Yeah.
1: Sub- oh.
3: And yeah. play Dungeons and Dragons and listen to. That's what, what I'm is. talking Her about. Right? Like. Huh?
5: Mart- <laughs> Marty, and Greg, who do not have children, guys, <laughs> wow. this is the scariest thing you could have as a yeah. father. Of really? a Dungeons and Dragons. What? Oh my God!
0: Wow, that is nuts. That's nuts, <laughs> Summer. See, that's a great I, story. I,
3: I, I feigned some sort of stomach ache in the middle of the night, and my parents Called came and got me. And I, <laughs> I still didn't feel okay whenever we went, I went back home. I never felt okay again until we moved, like, about 10 years wow. later. So it's just wow. horrible.
5: That's anyway, a crazy Ouija board story. <laughs> Very That's some crazy. of that Southern California stuff right there. That's right. Okay, that
3: was Northern California, man. They're totally different.
0: Here it is. Oh, okay. I totally get it now. Thank you. Kimberly Ware tells you that is messed <laughs> up. Oh, yeah. That's messed up. I agree. That you wasted crazy. the cigarette? <laughs> Shut up, Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just gonna waste the cigarette. Yeah, anyway. lay
6: it on the Ouija board while <laughs> somebody else smoke it.
0: Summer. That was a hell of a story, Summer. We will see you in a few weeks at the Fear Fair. I hope uh, hope you come by and visit with me. There's a lot of cool stuff going on all weekend. Just look for me, all right? Thank Got you. Got it happy Good new year thanks take care Summer. that is awesome Ooh, 10 look at that. years
5: old oh my
0: gosh. Colonel, can you hear us with that raging party behind God. you again yeah you know i made
6: the mistake and invited the same people that we had for the 100th episode and you know quite frankly i didn't learn my lesson you know there are a bunch Apparently. of uh yeah
0: so what greg what kind of creepy ass mumbling were you just doing while we were talking Why does he
5: do that? It's his
0: music in the background. Is
5: it? He's trying to help. Music
0: is entertaining. Maureen Duffy, are you there with us, Maureen? Maureen. Maureen, can you hear me? She was never. Yeah, she was never prepared for for half half of what she went through, but she got through it. She always will. Maureen uh, we can't hear you. You're maybe you fell asleep waiting for your turn. I'm sorry for that. Thank you anyway for hey. uh, being here. We'll uh, we're gonna let you go. So we hope Diamond, other people, maybe. Kara Brooks. Kara, Kara, hello, Kara. there she
5: is. How you doing? Kara? Well, I'm
8: celebrating in Florida Space Coast with some vodka and cranberry juice. Yay,
6: nice, Woo, nice Kara. That's a You
5: ever add Red Bull to that? No, I have not vodka cranberry red bull a VCR Yeah very delicious. Be a try. anybody sure. over anybody over about 35 it'll probably kill your heart yeah it'll okay, blow so a freaking valve what a yeah. way to go
0: <laughs> yeah yeah go you don't to... you don't want to drink those energy drinks man that is not good for you don't no. let people convince you
6: bad bad
5: <laughs> thank you to All our right. sponsor monster
0: that's right Kara <laughs> yeah. welcome to the show is it Kara or Kara it's Kara Kara, all right. The way that God intended it to be, I appreciate That's that. Right. Carol, what uh, what brings you to the show tonight?
8: Well, my mother passed back at the end of May. She was ninety, um, and she was a psychic medium. Oh, so I okay. grew up with that as my normal. That right. that was just. I thought it was weird that other kids didn't have mothers who could see ghosts. Sure. And she told me a, a few stories. About how when I was very small, like four or five, and she says, I used to say, well, I remember when Martha and I did this. And I remember when Martha and I did that and would be describing the other people there. It was my my great grandmother who had died when my mother was very young. Hmm. And then when I was five, her mother, my, my maternal grandmother passed away. And she lived 400 miles away from us. I'm in Florida where it's 70 degrees. Um, (laughs) Hi, Lena. Um, She was 400 miles away up in the panhandle. I live on the Space Coast, um, Brevard County. And I was about five. And I'm sitting in our kitchen, which has a very high window on the side. My mom's at the sink washing ditches i am sitting at the table coloring or doing something and my mother said that i looked up and i start having this conversation and it's like oh oh i'm so happy to see you hi how are you what are you doing are you coming to visit and she asked me who i was talking to and i said well it's grandma jackson she's right there in the window and she says well what what is she saying to you and i said well she said that she came to tell me that she loves me and that she just wanted to say goodbye because she wouldn't see me for a while. And then, and then she waved and she went away. And about an hour later, my mom got the phone call that my grandmother had died.
1: Wow. And oh then God. a
8: couple of years after that, my mom used to go and, and meet with other paranormal-minded people. They'd have seances and do automatic writing and stuff like that. And one day, she was going to go out to her meeting. And my dad and I were going to stay home. And she said, no. No, you need to take Kara and you need to go somewhere. Just leave, leave the house. I said, oh, honey, I really don't want to blah, blah, blah. No, no, get out right now. So he took me to a movie. And halfway through the movie, here comes somebody back then. They would, if it was an emergency, like a true emergency, they would send somebody to the door and call out your name. And so somebody came and called out my dad's name. And then one of the guys that worked for my dad came and sat with me. Um, Our house had burned down.
5: Oh, wow.
1: And
8: they found and I I don't have the picture right here with me or I'd hold it up. Um, It was a picture when the, the fire inspector went in and looked around. There were little girl footprints, little tennis shoe footprints all through the house. Obviously, it wasn't me. So that was Mm -hmm. my mom called her Susie. It was her spirit guide, one of her spirit guides.
6: Wow. Wow. And then
8: I've also heard from my dad who died in 2006. Um, Daddy had that bald spot going down, going down the middle of his head. He used to do that. Male pattern baldness comb over. And I used to tease him about it all the time. And and I says, Well, one day maybe I'll go bald and you know you can you can tease me about my male pattern baldness, female pattern baldness. Well, I I got breast cancer a few years ago and the chemo drugs that I was on, I lost all my hair. So I'm sitting sitting here in my chair and just just no zero energy, and I'm just sitting like this, and I'm bald. And I feel something rubbing the top of my head. And it's like thanks, Daddy. And then it
1: stopped. <laughs>
9: oh wow! And then it stopped. And, hey,
0: can we just can we just go on the record and say laying there bald is not such a bad thing, Kara? All right. <laughs> no, no, no yeah. it's
8: not. And it didn't. The, the The falling out actually affected me more than actually being bald. And that's really the only time I cried while I was going through treatment was when my hair started falling out after that. My stylist shaved my head and, you know, it was good. And then
0: boom, you're Rick from Pawn Stars.
1: Exactly,
8: exactly. exactly. (laughs) And then Uh, my last story is um, like I said, my mom passed away back in May. She was 90. and I live in Florida, lots of storms and stuff. It was it was like a tropical depression, hadn't been upgraded yet. Mm-hmm. And I have really tall palm trees in my backyard. And during that storm, two of my palm trees were apparently dead. Um, And they came down. But the one closest to my house, which would have totally destroyed the back end of my house landed on my power line. And the other one landed in my neighbor's yard, but hit the fence before it could do any damage to her property. And I mm. just kind of looked up. And I said, thanks, mothership. And then I felt <laughs> a little pat on the back of my hand. She used to do that when I was a baby to try and get me to sleep. She would just kind of rub my hand sure. like that. And I felt that. And then that was it.
1: Very so they're, cool. they're
8: around me and pay attention to your animals too. Your animals are going to, I have cats and a dog and anytime they look up and they're following something, okay, somebody's visiting me.
0: That's right. That's what a lot of people have that sense. Uh, I do, you know, being the skeptical believer, I will say dogs and cats can also hear things miles away and will sometimes do this to try to hone in on where it is, but I do believe that they have got that ability to also sense things because I've watched yep. I've watched my dog laying there comfortable and all of a sudden he leaps up and looks at there's nothing there it's like yep. something just poked him kicked him or something and sent him on his way. Yep. Very yep, cool. Totally. Well, Kara, happy New Year and thank you for the great stories. Happy great New Year, story, Kara. Kara. Thanks, Kara. Take, Take care, Kara. Great seeing you. That is fantastic. I got a I got a laugh during her story. Um, let me see if I can pull up Mark's comment. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. Mark said there's a lot of fireworks hoovering over his house. <laughs> oh, oh. Wow.
6: oh, oh, that's Dang, great.
0: Quite a few things just hoovering up above oh. his, his home. Mark was in on fire tonight. Look at that support. What is, Thank she, you, Loki. Doing? Wow. What is wow. she doing? Wow. Amazing. For those of you uh, that tried to get in earlier and couldn't, go ahead and try now. I think we've got about four open slots to join us in the green room. I do have another quick email here from Anonymous. I don't know if uh, anybody recognizes that person. Oh, yeah. Um, They say, I was a very sick kid. I went into the hospital at six weeks old, finally released from hospital at two years old, and outpatient clinics until I was four years old. Uh They couldn't figure out what was wrong. I was in seven different hospitals, had specialists from all over, coming in to check out my weird ailment. In short, my throat is deformed internally, valves the wrong way around, and pockets within the esophagus. I also had tumors in my throat and bronchia, but they didn't know what to do to help. In short, I had intravenous meds in every vein you could think of, including in the fontanelle. I lived in a steam and oxygen tent in ICU for most of the time I was in the hospital. During this time, I had 11 exploratory surgeries, had the camera down my throat more than once a week. All the med students were brought to me to stare and wonder at this weird ailment. During the two years that I was in the various hospitals, I was declared dead seven times. The last one during that time, yes, it has happened since. I had been in the hospital for six months. I stopped breathing and arrested again. After working on me for 45 minutes, they gave up declaring me dead. My mom got the phone call that I had died. The staff had gotten attached to me and I was in the uh, waiting room of the morgue so they could all come and say their goodbyes. Now, this wouldn't happen nowadays, but two hours later, one of the nurses came in to say her goodbyes to me, and she saw my hand move. She raised the alarm, and they started working on me again and brought me back. My mom arrived via police escort to find me sitting on the nurse's desk eating an ice pop. I had been gone for nearly three hours. Is this story boring, Eric? What is that silent scream I just saw there?
5: Dave... Or were you shot? Was that a moment of shock? (gasps) Dave, we talked about this last night. This scares the Shinola out of me. Yeah. Right. Three hours later. And he's Mm -hmm. still alive. mm.
0: i had been gone for nearly three hours, but they got me back. My mom was given the talk to explain. I would never walk, talk, or be able to take care of myself. When mom took me back for outpatient clinics at the various hospitals I was in, most of the staff presumed I had died. And that was a different child of hers, which shows what they all thought of my prognosis after leaving their particular hospital. The upshot is I still get issues with my throat due to the pockets and deformities. The tumors are long gone. My lungs are just all uh, or my lungs are just over half the size they should be, but I'm here forty plus years later. And as you know, I can walk, I can talk, and I live alone, so I take care of myself reasonably well. And just to make it weirder, There are some psychics who read you then tell you your approximate date of birth. I have met a few and all of them tell me my birthday is April of 1974. It's actually October of 1973, but April, 1974 is when I woke up in the morgue. My grandma used to say my psychic abilities are because of that two hour and 45 minute episode of death. Since then I've been clinically dead twice more due to other happenings. So I have come to the conclusion I'm just a cat, which means I have a spare in the bank, but I don't want to test that theory. Again, feel (laughs) free to use this story, but please don't give my name away on this one. We won't, Lisa. We promise we'll keep it.
1: Oh, no, Dave! Dave, Dave, Dave.
0: Wow. I just told Lisa we will not share her name. No,
5: not
0: Lisa. Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to say it's Lisa. Edit this out. No. Yeah,
5: you can say It's all pre-recorded. So
0: just edit it. It's not this live. People are coming on live. Oh. You don't believe me? Let's add this person to the conversation. Hey. I like it. She's already drinking. Yeah. We caught her. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Kirsten?
6: We'll catch up with I'm
0: you. Yeah. you. Where are you you calling
6: you from?
4: From? I'm in New Hampshire. New Hampshire? What, oh, hold on. I used to live there. What part? I'm in the Lakes Region area. Up by Winnipesaukee? Yeah, northwest of Winnipesaukee.
0: Beautiful. You're making her uncomfortable, Eric. Now stop bothering her. A with a simple where exactly? question. Uh, <laughs> Eric's you know, sitting today, outside three, your window right now. 30 second. Anything else you want to share with us? All right, Kirsten, welcome to the show. What do
4: you have to share with us tonight? <laughs> well, I was trying to think about, uh, there's a plethora of things that have happened in my lifetime, but I was remembering you were talking at one point about, a, um, you were on, had been on a show about an experience that you had had in the hospital. Right. And um, I in the recent past was over at Dartmouth Hitchcock myself. It's a hospital and and university and uh, teaching hospital, if you will. And I was over there myself and it was odd because while I was there, I had something not quite as exciting as yours, but where um, and. I wasn't on medications, so mm-hmm. I don't know what the heck this was all about. But there was this man wearing World War II garb, um, like the Army stuff. And um, he was standing right at my door and is telling me stories about his <laughs> life. And, um, you know, but I'm, I'm also falling asleep because I am kind of weary after everything that i had been through. Mm-hmm. So, but the strange thing was and my sister was right next to me not that that's relevant but uh this guy he's telling he's telling me stories of his life and then all of a sudden there was these other people out in the hall and they started talking to me too telling me stories of their life and i was like okay no can't deal with this mm-hmm. um I, you know and i had to shut down i don't, i don't even know how you'd do it but I was just like I, I can't this is too mm-hmm. much and I just kind of laid back and I don't know it was just a strange little hospital experience and I'm wondering you know how much is there that we don't see you know mm-hmm. uh, af- after the story that you told and after the story the last person and um, right. so that, that m- m- little blip in the hospital um, was strange happened to me too well, it but, seems to be um, still
0: affecting you to this point, Kirsten. What do you, what
4: do you make of that? Well, it happened on Prince Edward Island too. One time, uh, I was out camping with my family, and I had stayed up because the moon was full, and you could just see everywhere. And we were camped right on that north shore, uh, right on the water, and uh, and I'm just you know enjoying the campfire and everything. And then all of a sudden, it was almost like. Um, Oh, yeah. it's almost like someone came in with the wind, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense.
1: Sure.
4: And it was like just a fisherman talking about a beautiful day fishing. And then, I don't know, but, you know, it was late. So I kind of wonder, you know, how much of the, was that imagination? But it's like it came in with the wind because I wasn't thinking at all about sailors on the ocean or anything at the time. I was just enjoying the campfire and, thinking about the day and Anne of Green Gables and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and and so it just kind of wafted in at me. And then more voices and more voices. And I, after a while, you can't hear anybody because everybody's talking. Right. So I had to kind of shut that down, too. But I was, I was actually grateful because, in a way, because I didn't know what it was like to be a fisherman sure. on the sea. So it was kind of. A bizarre little moment. I don't know what it is. Why is it when one starts talking, all of them start talking? You know, I, I don't know. It's very odd. I think I, I think
0: it's because spirits are opportunists, and once they know that somebody can hear them or sense them, that they make mm-hmm. their presence known. Um, you know, I, I, I always say I'm not a medium, uh, and I don't believe I have fully formed abilities, certainly there's something there. When I add my mm. experience, first of all, I do want to say, Kirsten, on Haunted Hospitals, <laughs> I was way over dramatized with the acting. Mm. Um, yeah. If you listen, you could read between the lines. And by that, I mean, when you actually see me talking, I'm telling you the story. They were yeah. overreacting quite a bit. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite bits from that is my friend in Canada sent me a clip. They videotaped it on their phone because that's where it aired first and sent it to me. And in the clip, it's like, they come to me, and I go, the thing was, I wasn't very scared. And then it pops over to the picture of the guy in the bed, and he's holding the rails, and he's screaming and shaking <laughs> his head And, ah, 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 ah. and I, I wrote to the people. I'm like, why, why would you put that in directly after me saying I'm not being frightened? Do you really how stupid that makes you? And they're like, you're right. We're going to remove it. And what they meant was they were going to remove my part of saying I wasn't very scared. <laughs>
5: uh, <laughs> you're out, Schrader.
0: Yeah. So they uh, they kept the story in, in that way. But when I had my experience, again, I have to uh, question because I was under morphine, right? And I had that mm-hmm. little trigger button I could play with, which I'm not yeah. sure really works. I think they're just giving you that a placebo effect. But <laughs> I yeah. was hitting it, riding it well, because I'd had my gallbladder removed. I was really sensitive and sore and torn up from the surgery. Mm-hmm. And um, the weird thing to me, this is where... It's so bizarre. It's like, okay, Kirsten, I can see your room behind you. I can see the mirrors, the windows. People in the chat room, as a matter of fact, think you have a fake backdrop like we do behind us because yours is (laughs) so cool. It's so nice looking. I can assure you the
4: breeze coming through those windows (laughs) is (laughs) okay.
0: But what would happen is I could see that room, and when I'd close my eyes, I could still see the room, but you weren't there. But I could see the spirits. It was the weirdest thing. So with my eyes closed, mm-hmm. it remo- removed the living, but I could still see through my eyelids. I could see the complete outline of the room, everything detailed. And then there were spirits standing in my room and they were, I couldn't hear them though. The one kept hovering in front of me and her hair was like, blow. She's like this crazy looking old woman and her hair's blowing and she's mouthing at me. Like she's screaming and I'm like, I can't hear you. Like you know, and Tim was there and my girlfriend at the time. And they're like, Dave, wh- what are you hearing? And I'm like, uh, there's a whole bunch of people. And and Tim's like, Dave, I'm over here. And I turn and look at him and I go, I know it's a good thing you're over here because that side of the room is packed. And it was, there were just washed out gray people filling my room and yeah. I felt so bad. And the one thing I never realized in that they did catch and they loved that, that I started bawling like a baby on the show. Uh, he goes, why do you think it affected you so much? Why do you think that this story sticks with you and you didn't just erase it? And I said, it's because of the the pained expressions on their face. And I felt like I was letting them down that I couldn't help them. I And I just started crying while I was filming it because it was like so heartbreaking to me that I, it's like being right here in front of you, Kirsten, and, and watching you being pulled out by the sea. And I just can't reach you. That's how I felt. It was just like you were just beyond my reach and there was nothing I could do but watch you get pulled away and and that's how i felt with watching the dead in my room and i knew they were all patients they were in gowns so again be careful what you're wearing when you die folks because apparently that's what you're stuck in so make sure you've got that. a cool paranormal t-shirt on or something you know <laughs> uh but yeah it's it's fascinating that whole concept uh kirsten thank mm. you for coming. what are you oh, drinking oh, first oh, of all yeah. we that's need what to i was milk.
5: gonna ask her it looks like she's drinking uh <laughs> milk
0: Whole milk.
4: It's like Bailey's, but it's called St. Brendan's. And I find it much smoother than Bailey's. Ah, so oh, nice. I'll fight you, you
0: right me. now, right here and now, say that. Kirsten. It's a Dave.
5: You don't ever <laughs> yeah.
4: say that about Bailey's. You don't know what you're oh. talking
5: about. <laughs> Thanks, Kirsten. That was a great information. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Have a great night. And uh, Happy New Year. Thank you for getting here early, too. We appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run, maybe take a nap, read a book, or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my Darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash p60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on. And if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. Betterhelp.com slash p60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Yeah, let's go to our next uh, caller. We've got two Susan's uh hanging in with us. Thankfully, hey, Susan's uh she's Susan to join I'm up. Susan. Okay, no, I'm working Susan. on it. Susan, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Are you sitting uh, outside, Susan?
2: Yes, I am. It's busy it. inside.
5: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. I knew it. There was a party going on.
0: Yeah. Yep. What's your uh what's your story for us tonight, Susan? And you're a little quiet, so I need you to speak up for us. Okay. I'm
2: sorry. Well, uh I'm not sure if I should tell the one that I told you, Dave in Gettysburg. <laughs> Okay, whatever you're comfortable with. Okay, well, I used to have a a house. I lived there for about twelve years or so, and from the minute we moved in there, it was just crazy things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the things that were there were imitating all the other family members, and people would see them walk down the hall and go in their room, and the per you know the kids would go to talk to their sibling and they weren't even home and that happened a lot and there was all kind of crazy things that happened outside of the house too but one of the craziest things that happened was one night I was laying in bed but I had the door open and I could see down the hall and I saw this really evil looking jester thing with like its head looked like it was almost touching the ceiling and it had the funky hat with the bells on it and every time it moved it jingled and it had real it was really bone skinny and green and it noticed me looking at it and it was peeking in my daughter's room because her door was open about 8 inches or so and when it noticed me watching it, it took like two big steps and got like held me down and was like in my face and it had like a real long narrow evil-looking face with them um, real jaggedy razor teeth and when it smiled, the whole face was just a big smile. it was really mm-hmm. terrifying <laughs> and I went out after it, it left um, <clears throat> stop. I um, went out into my living room, and a couple of seconds later, here comes my daughter crying, and she told me the exact same description of the thing that I saw, only she saw it peeking in the door. As I was seeing it peeking in her door, she was seeing it peeking in at her, and it was really terrifying. We didn't stay there much longer after that.
1: Yeah, I
5: can't but it was, why.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a like, good idea. Every,
5: though. They came there.
2: Every time you go downstairs to do the laundry, you could just feel something was down there, over in the corner, and it was just—it was really awful.
0: Yeah, I would say so. Crazy stuff. Now you know, Susan, you mentioned that story to me, and yes. I have heard about three other jester stories since. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Stop, I don't. Start, you... start looking up paranormal jester and ghost jester, and you'll see that there are other people experiencing that same phenomena.
2: Oh, well, I hope I never see it again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's terrifying stuff. That is pure nightmare fuel. Thanks for putting that in our house. <laughs> like <laughs> your mama says, that's when you burn the house down. <laughs> <sighs> well, see yeah, easy. And, uh, thank you. I appreciate thanks. you coming in and spending some time with us tonight, and I hope that you have a very happy New Year and that twenty twenty three is blessed for you.
2: Thank you, and Thank thanks you. for letting me come on.
0: Oh, thanks, always. Susan. Thank you. Enjoy
5: the party inside, Susan. Yeah. That's right. I think we need
0: hash- hashtag no jester ghosts. Exactly. <sighs> jester yeah. ghost.
5: Let me write that Ooh, down. Terrifying. No jester ghosts. No jester
0: yeah. goats. Right. Very bizarre. Hey, jester make- goats. Yeah, goats. Je- yeah, that's exactly what we said. Jester goats. goats I do right. want to make a quick mention.
1: <laughs> <laughs> those damn Greg. jester goats. Hey, Greg, I, I hate those
0: things. things. Too easy, Greg. I don't even know. Um, hold on. I had something here I was going to share with you guys. Greg. So find it. How many Zimas have you had?
6: <laughs> those Zimas. They'll do it every time.
5: Zemas <laughs> Zimas are brutal. Last they night, brutal. y'all mm-hmm. hammered me hard. Yeah. Who did? Hey, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. You they said thought you would not saying anything. Wrong. Come on, come on. That's good. No, I, I, oh boy, last night was rough. Yeah. Hey, come
6: on, come on now. I guess for those in middle school, come on, buddy. Hey, listen, guys,
0: maybe Greg needs this to protect himself from the evil that is the paranormal 60 news crew, the brand new paranormal 60 news, uh, 2023 protection and energy bracelets are out and available. They are beautiful, stunning pieces. We've got ones with the Benedictine metals and those have uh, got the opalite and, um, Gosh, I'm trying to remember the other one. Uh, Obsidian. Obsidian. It's Opalite and Obsidian. I love Opalite. It, it is so beautiful. When you wear it, it actually catches the colors of your clothes. It almost seems to change with you. It is an amazing piece. We've got these available. We've got Style one, which has the Benedictine medals, which are extremely protective. Uh, Demonologists, exorcists usually take these with them when dealing with dark forces. So you've got the power of the stones. These are actual cut gemstones. They are not plastic or glass beads. These are hand-selected and put into these beautiful bracelets by Moxie Mollus. We have the second variety, which uh, for those of you that are not uh, religious affiliation and didn't want the Benedictine medals, we replaced the Benedictine medals with hematite. So this gives you full rounded protection, body, mind, spirit, beautiful pieces. You can find a link for it on our site over at, uh, paranormal 60.com. That's paranormal 60.com. Click on the shop tab, scroll down until you see the new bracelets there. You can click it and place your orders. We already got about 15, 20 orders that came in last night when we introduced the brand new 2023, they are $40 a piece plus shipping and handling. And for the first hundred people, you get an autograph card from me. That's right, me, Dave Schrader from the Holzer Files and Ghosts no to way. Devil's Perch. I don't believe you get a really it. cool get little autograph card. Incredible. Get out. Yeah, these guys don't even have it. I don't. I don't. I don't have one. I've asked. I've, I've been, been trying to get one.
6: Times, yeah, and he, and he just says, "Go away." Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Uh No. That's not Look it. Hey, it, what is this, curly girl? Thanks, Dave, Eric, Marty, and uh, Dave, hey, Dick, Eric, Marty, Greg. Greg. That's the And everyone willing to share their experiences. Happy New Year, and that comes from. Kirsten, I think that's the Kirsten right. we had on. So Great. thank you, thank you. you. Gotta love this. All right, we've got about 15 minutes before the uh, top of the hour and the switch over to 2023 here in the Central Time Zone. Let's uh, time let's bring zone. in our next guest. We've got Tallulah. Am I saying that right? Tallulah <laughs> So nice. Nice to see you, Tallulah. Thank you for being here.
10: Thank you, no problem. Do you have a story um, to that, share with us? That's not my real name, by the way. I just thought it was cool. I made it up
0: i like, I like, it. It. I like Sunrise it is a great name that's cool
10: thank you um i have spinal muscular atrophy okay which is a deteriorative disease so i've basically been sick my whole life oh, wow. and i was tormented by a spirit since i was like four to eight years old my parents had moved into an old house because the rent was cheaper until our house could be built and it was a nightmare for me Mm. um nobody else ever had any experiences according to my mother and she thought she kept telling me that it was a bad dream you didn't see that that's just your imagination and um one time it imitated my brother because we shared the same room and you know how big brothers are, they torment you. Mm-hmm. So I would be tormenting them like mom, he's bothering me. And she's like, what are you talking about? He's right here having breakfast. And I was like, oh, really? Because I went through all of that. Hmm. Um recently I well, had could you so- tell me
0: that spirit that was tormenting you, did you could you see it?
10: Um yes sometimes you see his head float in at you
0: was it human form head or was it something it distorted? was a human
10: head it, it was like an old man Oof. and one night it actually held me down and tried to choke me
0: oh i'm sorry to hear that so
10: it, it was really scary yeah um recently i have like lots of stories but Recently, I had COVID, and of all places, I caught it at my father-in-law's funeral. So he had just passed away, and I ended up being hospitalized for like 10 days, which most of it I don't remember, but I do remember talking to him, and he kept saying, you know, this is how I felt when I was dying. I couldn't breathe, and I was like. Really? Don't tell me that. I don't want to die. Right. And then um, eventually I did see him. I gave him a hug, which was bittersweet because I can't lift my arms right now. Mm. So I was able to hug him. And he said, you know what? You have to go back home. You have to take care of Michael. He's he you. Michael is a son. Oh, you okay. know, and his mom is my best friend. Mm-hmm. So." She's like, they need you, and you promise to take care of mom. I'm like, oh, that's right. But I didn't want to leave, but I did. So, there yeah. That that's
0: was,
10: a... yeah. Yeah,
0: that's uh, amazing. If you don't mind, uh, Tulula, would you mind if we did a quick prayer for you with all of our listeners all over the world and just did a, oh. a quick little protection prayer and, and healing prayer for you?
10: Sure, thank you.
0: Lord Yahweh, we just ask that you be with our friend. We ask that you help her beauty to shine. We ask that you alleviate pain and stress in her life and in her family. That you give her strength of mind, spirit, and body. We know that through you all things are possible. And we ask for a miracle and help for this woman. And to keep her safe, we ask that you bind her in a thorny hedge of protection from any negative or evil influences, spirits or energies that might be attracted to her. And Lord, only surround her with goodness and light. We pray this in your name, amen. Amen,
10: thank you so much.
0: Thank you for sharing your story and thank you for being so brave and coming on and being here and being a part of it with us and spending some uh, some of your New Year's Eve here. We appreciate that. Oh,
10: no problem, no problem at all.
0: Happy New Year. Thanks. Happy, Happy New Year. New Year. You and care. stay strong, you're amazing. Thank you for doing this tonight. <laughs> and <laughs> I
5: love you. that doggy picture right over her right shoulder there.
0: That's my dog. Is
10: that a Corgi? He's part Sheltie and Pom, but he looks like a little tan Corgi. Good looking, Pom. Yeah.
0: Very cool. All right. Well, you have a great rest of the uh, night and happy new year. Here's to a blessed and abundant (laughs) new year for you. Okay? Thank you. Thank you.
10: Thanks, Talula.
5: Talk soon. Great.
0: All right. We have got uh, Amanda. We've got about 10 minutes left together here. And uh, let's oh, look, she wasn't even ready for us, I don't think. Amanda. Amanda. and uh oh, you oh, Love
9: yeah. your tree.
0: Love your tree. Yeah.
9: Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, we can hear you. Welcome yeah. to the show.
9: Thank you. Um, actually, I've had nothing but computer issues since I've been watching and it's frustrating. <laughs> I just got the hang of everything. All right. But, well, uh, good.
0: At least you got it right in time to be on the show with us. Exactly. You,
9: you yeah. didn't catch me run out and smoke, did you? No, I saw. it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, i yeah, not proud yeah, of We've been no. waiting for ten minutes now, and, and- <laughs>
5: okay.
9: I didn't. No, I know you didn't because I was watching you on YouTube.
5: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you got you, Marty. Uh, All right, Amanda. What do you got for us?
9: Well, I. So much has gone on in our mind and my family's lives. I couldn't really think of where to start. So I I just decided instead of telling anything about the scariest times, maybe I'd try to find a happy medium because we've been through a tough time. We'll take it all. Um, My husband and I both had experiences as children. Uh, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what a ghost was. I thought it was a paper thing that you hang up at Halloween. So I didn't realize until I was an adult that what I had experienced was in fact, um, something that wasn't, uh, in the physical world. But, um, so fast forwarding, I don't remember what year it was, but my family, we were living in South Carolina. Most of our issues though, had started after our daughter was born in, uh, Georgia. Okay. She is, uh, beyond sensitive. I'm trying to be careful what I say. And I'm I'm still moved from the last lady who spoke in the prayer. So forgive me. No problem. Anyway, um, my family moved from the most horrible house in Georgia. I don't think it was the house. I think some of what we've experienced has been unintentionally Mm -hmm. self-inflicted. When my husband and I did some investigations, Back then, nobody disclosed that you should try to protect yourself. Right. So we've had hitchhiker after hitchhiker after hitchhiker Mm -hmm. anyway. um, So some of that, unfortunately, I think was brought on by things we encountered when we would uh, go on our little treks, which is something that we enjoyed. However, by the time we moved to South Carolina, it was full blown awful. I can't begin to tell you. So I chose one story. It's actually two stories in one. I'm going to try to be quick because I know everybody has to go, but, um, it's funny to me, but it may not be funny to other people. Okay. Okay. So I have to start with one story to go into the other. My daughter was probably grade school age. And, um, I noticed that more often than not, she was playing with someone named Sean, And it was typically in the living room, but one night, I mean, we had just, we'd had so much happening that we'd had so many people come in and try to help us. I looked at her and I said her name and I said, look, I don't know who Sean is, but I'm getting concerned because he's around too much. How old is this person? And he was above the age of 20. I don't remember exactly what she said, maybe 23. Mm And I said, honey, he's too old to be playing with somebody your age. Long story short, I told her that I thought it was best that she not play with him anymore. And she just bawled and bawled and bawled. You have to understand this child was probably affected more so than anybody else in our family. And she had been traumatized. And apparently her relationship with Sean was a happier one than the other things that messed with us. Um, I said, "Okay, fine. If Sean will stay in your dollhouse, which is the one she was playing with at the time, she had more than one. I think it might be in here. No, my husband moved it.
0: (laughs) You got me nervous for a second. Yeah.
9: I said, if Sean will stay in the dollhouse, you know, he he, you can play in the dollhouse, but he's not allowed in your bedroom. And if anything he does or says seems like it's for adults, I need you to come and tell me." And she was still bawling and didn't understand, but she promised she would. Okay. So a couple of years, few years later, I don't remember. um, My daughter had not been sleeping well, which was not unusual, but this was getting to the point where she was, it was affecting her physically. And I decided I was going to take my EMF detector in there and see if anything was giving off high EMF that could be affecting her. Went all through her room. Sure enough, I pegged a computer speaker. It was off the charts and a fan off the charts. And they both were aiming right at where her head would be when she sleeps. Well, I went ahead to finish my sweep and I went into the closet and I didn't expect to find anything. I knew it was full of spirits. They were probably laughing at me. They loved our closets at that particular place. Mm
1: -hmm.
9: But um, I went up to the dollhouse was up on the shelf. And the meter just shot up.
1: Hmm.
9: I thought, what the heck? And then a little pin light kind of shone through the window and I'm like, Oh shit. Oh, excuse me. am okay. like, Oh cool. my gosh, <laughs> Sean. And it just got brighter and people can believe me or not believe me. It doesn't matter. I'm past that point.
1: Mm-hmm.
9: I share because one, I want to help people. And two, it's, I'm hoping it's therapeutic to me. I'm waiting to see how my house reacts tonight. But anyway, so I realized, gosh, when I said Sean could only be in the dollhouse, did I do something? So I called one group of three or four and a priest who had been helping us over the years. And this group in particular, I trusted wholeheartedly. So we scheduled a date for them to come out and get Sean out of the dollhouse. In the meantime, I was in my bedroom one night and I was standing next to the bed and as I started to walk away, I feel something grabbed my foot and everybody, you know, has those little nightmares of things being under your bed. Well, yeah. They are if they want to be. Um, I felt something grab my foot and I kind of laughed it off a little bit. And I thought to myself, you know, that sure did feel like a hand. But at that point, I don't want to sound nonchalant. But when you have experienced the weirdest of the weird, right. you kind of just have to walk away and say, What the hell? You know? Mm-hmm. So uh, shortly thereafter, I think my husband About a minute
0: here. and 45 seconds left. No, no shortly pressure. Shortly
9: thereafter, my husband's standing in the bedroom. He's standing next to the bed and he said, Oh, Gracie, I'm so that was our cat. I'm sorry I stepped on your, your tail. I'm in the living room. I looked next to me and Grace was next to me. I said, Honey, that wasn't Grace. She's in here in the living room with me. He goes, Oh, never mind. I just saw a hand come out from under the dresser and we both started laughing. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm trying to be quick. So the group that was coming for Sean came to go, let him go. I asked uh, them to please go in my bedroom. She goes, I mean, there's no need. I said, just go in there. So the three of them go in there, That then quickly the door shuts. They come back out. She looks at me and I said something grab your leg. And she said, all three of us. And I think such and such, another one of the people has got a bruise already starting. She said, do you want me to move this thing on? I said, what is this thing? She said, his name is David and he's under your bed. We told her nothing. Wow. I said, yes, please, please move him on. They used energy, their group. Mm-hmm. So my daughter and I sit on the couch and we're kind of giggling because to us, it was kind of funny at that point. We had scary stuff and we had funny stuff, but not much. Fun. You
0: got about 30 seconds. Sorry. They minutes.
9: come out and I said, this took them 30 minutes or so. And they were worn out. She said, we think he's gone. He moved on. So my daughter and I was reading her a book that night and my, Maddie, my daughter goes, mom, look at the end of the bed. And there's this hazy arm raising up like it was waving goodbye. Wow. That's one of many. That was the happiest one I could think of.
0: That's well, <laughs> that's a good one. Creepy, but thank you very much, Amanda. We are at Thanks, eight Amanda seven. Thanks, Amanda. Six. Thank you. Five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year, Woo-hoo! everybody.
5: Yay, look. Yay. Look.
0: Who Happy what Eor says that? Huh? What, what? Eor says I that? I got my kiss. That is amazing. You got Congratulations. your kiss. what a what a bunch of great stories and great people tonight. It's been a great It was awesome. That was I awesome. feel bad that there were about 12 people that tried to get in during the show that were getting rebuked because of this. Um I'm glad the people that did stay with us got in and got through. We are here folks. It is 2023. It is time to set our sights do me a favor. Just everybody listening right now. Let's do this together. Okay. Let's all take in a deep, deep breath through the nose. Hold it.
5: Oh, sorry.
0: Do it again there, Eric. And okay. slowly blow it out. And as you blow it out, just imagine blowing out all the negativity from the last year. Everything that's held you back, everything that seemed to hold you down, just let it go. One more deep breath in.
5: Going to blow it all the gray. Here we go.
0: And blow it out again. Long enough to separate grind. yourselves. What has happened in the past is no longer your problem. You are now set on a new course into a brighter future. It is up to you to grab this new course, to steer your direction, and take you to a new place. Folks, life is short, and it is what we make of it, and it's who we choose to surround ourselves with. As you see, I've made changes in my life over the last year, and I've chosen to surround myself with people that that make me happy, that bring out joy and entertain and and have a lot of fun. And we've had great guests this year. We've had fantastic uh, commentators joining us and being a part of the program. I want to just thank all of them for being a part of this and doing what we do. It's not always an easy change. Life is not easy, but it is worth it. So for those of you fighting a dark battle, for those of you fighting with depression and anxiety, it comes from a man who's been there and still deals with that battle on a daily basis. You will get through it. Stay strong. Life is worth living. No matter how bad or bleak things seem to be, they can get better, but you have to set that direction. You set that course. Don't let people drive you anymore. Don't let people have that control over you. And I pray that that is how all of us will be able to enter 2023 with a new direction, a new purpose, and a new drive for our own lives. The magic lives within all of us, folks. It really does. This man has lived in an imaginative space his entire life, and everything I've ever imagined and hoped and dreamed for has come true. So if I can do it, you can do it. So thank you all for being a part of our world and being part of Season 1. Now we are officially past Season 1. Monday begins Season 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 2. Can you believe it, guys? Season 2. right. I know. I know 103 Crazy. episodes plus a bunch of cool little bonus episodes, but you've made it all the way through. So for those of you listening back in time, going back through these archives, thank you for finding it and making it to this point in our journey. And we hope that you'll continue following us into 2023 and that you will have some fun along the ride with us guys real quickly, Greg, do you have a prediction, any kind of prediction, give me the best prediction you have for 2023.
6: Really? The best prediction I have for yeah, let me let, let's,
0: well, give me a prediction. Anything off oh, the top I've, of your head? Don't think about it.
6: I feel that uh, my life is going to improve.
0: All right, very there good. Go. There you go, Marty. Do you have a, a broader <laughs> spectrum? Uh, you know, something about the yeah. world, not just narcissistically wow. about yourself. Uh, yeah, see?
6: yeah. This is really see what happens. Involve this the world, happens. and uh, the Vikings are going to take the Super Bowl this year. <laughs>
0: That is your prediction. Minnesota Vikings to take the Super Bowl.
6: Minnesota Vikings, Super Bowl champions. <laughs> Eric God.
0: is drinking out of his drink, trying to keep wow. him wow. his version or what? Uh, all right, Chachi, my friend. Yeah, brother. What is your prediction yeah, for 2023? Brother. What do you feel is coming in the world this year?
5: I believe <laughs> this team is going to the next level.
0: The next wow. I mean, don't know what that means. The Dave. next level. <laughs> what
6: is the next level <laughs>
0: from internet Dave, streaming? Dave, Dave, Dave. I know uh, I'm just asking.
5: The the New Year's hour. Eve. New Year's Eve is 24 hours. That is true. That's I've right. tried to drink through many of those hours.
0: <laughs> You've done us proud.
5: Yes, right. But listen, now that it's midnight, mm-hmm. I want us next year. Jen, thank you. <laughs> I want us to
1: mm-hmm. take
5: this show. To yes. the next level,
0: okay,
6: NYC baby. Less E-more. NYC. Hold on, wait a minute.
5: Less E or wow, more Elmo. Okay. <laughs> oh
6: yeah, that's
5: positivity. Exactly. That I'm going to bring now
0: as mm-hmm. well. Okay.
5: I'm a big fan of the hashtag. Yes. So last night, if anybody watched, I had hashtag blessed. My goal. God. <laughs> Here,
6: we Here we go. Here we go. He's
5: got a ballpark Frank in his mouth. <laughs> <and> he's trying <laughs> to talk. Listen. Oh, no, no, me. he's on a roll. He's I on a roll. Go. Let him go. Thanks, Dave.
1: I'm My meeting.
5: goal mm-hmm. for the next 52 weeks is through all of you and our <laughs> listeners.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> My goal. Mm hmm. Is to wear a different hashtag shirt every week. Whoa. Oh yeah! That's good oh. I just set a goal. I just set a goal.
0: Is no, Nikki wants oh. to know. His hair. No, he's <laughs> talking in cursive. This is how I talk. Listen, <laughs> he's talking, Listen, he's, he's
5: talking in ballpark cursive. Frank. And I'm talking in cursive. That's right. All right, I love it. There you go, Melinda. Well, Chachi's my <laughs> hero right now. I'm gonna make right. proud this year, Melinda. Don't you worry. Dave, <laughs> you know, I I of all of us really enjoy watching the comments. I agree. So for one week, I, I would like to be given access so that I could pull the comments onto the screen. Would that be possible?
6: Absolutely. No. no. <laughs> no. no. I, I, so. I wouldn't
5: think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what Glenn Levitt does to your brain, ladies Take and gentlemen. That, all. that that's comes all right. from that. Nikki Folsom. Who is she that? Who know. is that blonde? She. Yeah. No. Uh, we're wow. going to wrap it up now, wow. so people can go kiss their loved ones and have a yeah. good New Year's. That's a great one. My prediction for 2023: I believe, I believe this year we are going to have a UFO contact that will be undeniable.
5: Mm.
0: That's my my prediction for this year. Listen, and, Dave, uh, not as you, big as the Vikings. I don't but, know if you okay, record we'll these
5: shows it. or not, Dave.
0: No, not at all.
5: But if you were to record the show, mm-hmm. let's fast forward 365 days. Okay. Let's wow. Let's play this back. Sure. Let's see let's if all of our predictions. Who is yes. closest? Hey, well, Eric. I can Eric, you, Eric, we, we will it. I, I'll I'll pull
0: some... this from the end of the episode and we'll play it next year. It's going to be a great show. I have show. something very depressing. There's going to be a lot of Hoovering
5: this year.
6: The first depressive thought of the of the year. What <laughs> we just we seven minutes wait, let's see, seven minutes ago uh. we had to give up our travel budget for 2022. Wow. And it was a big one. So I don't know. We'll have to see if uh Dave gives us a, a big enough travel budget for uh 2023 for the uh, NYC there's
0: New Year's so show
5: much travel this year.
0: Yeah yeah. Well, we, you know if people keep with the, the super stickers and super comments maybe I can afford to take you guys to to Bucky's for dinner
5: one oh, night. Oh yeah, Bucky's. Listen, baby. Bucky's. Oh, we're gonna we be go. on the cruise. We're gonna get together for Cinco de Mayo. We're is gonna true. get together yeah. later in the year. We're get, yeah. at the end of the year. It's gonna we're be. We're gonna hell get together. Year. We yeah, are. We're getting together. This is. We're getting, getting together. I we think get it's together. so
0: groovy now that. Everybody's finally getting together. We're going to wrap it up, folks. We've <laughs> got to say goodbye so I can talk to these guys behind the scenes. Oh. <laughs> we're all going to make some changes. <laughs> we're everybody. all in trouble. Happy New Year my friends. We're in trouble. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Let me just help these kids out for a minute. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of my dream and for making the show as popular as it is. Continue to share it. And thank you. For taking this journey along with us may 2022 be behind you and 2023 be blessed we wish this for all of you as we say goodbye for this season of the best in paranormal podcasting i'm dave schrader and this is the paranormal 60. <laughs> The Paranormal 60 is a words is hard production, but 2023 doesn't have to be. God bless you all.